Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Church Madness Marathon. We have a sponsor for that. It's Eminem. Eminem is apparently sponsoring the Men's March Madness Marathon. But you should come. Purdue should be playing. You should come. So... Good morning. Uh, my name is Matt. I am on staff here at Lighthouse. Again, I also do want to welcome the Beacon and anybody that's watching um, online. So this morning, I want to talk to you about wisdom. Wisdom. Does anybody in this room want wisdom or want more wisdom? Yeah, a lot of hands are up in the Beacon. I'm assuming there's a lot of hands up at home. Anybody in this room have a lot of wisdom? Just for the record, there are less hands up, So, but I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. So wisdom, what is wisdom? Well, the dictionary defines wisdom as the quality or having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. So having knowledge, but wisdom is more than just like knowledge and knowing things. It's the good judgment and, and how to, to apply that wisdom or use that wisdom or use that knowledge that you have. And I was thinking about this um, a few weeks ago. I did a message and I, and I showed you different um, movie characters. And so apparently I watch way too much TV and movies. So, so I thought of some other movie characters that, that might have wisdom. Um, I thought of two right away. One, one was Yoda and the other one was Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? The, you guys are familiar with the Star Wars there. I mean, those... People is Yoda a person? I don't know Yoda. That, those things they they have good wisdom, they have good knowledge, but they pass it on to to Luke. Um, I was one of my favorite shows is Home Improvement. So Wilson, right? That's the neighbor next door. He has good wisdom that he'll always give uh, to Tim. I ask about this one because honestly, I've never seen these movies, but Gandalf. From the Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, there are a couple of excited people back there. Yeah, like he. Yeah, I've never watched Lord of the Rings, so I'm a little bit weird like that. Yeah. So apparently, I have to put that on my to-do list. So, but is Gandalf one? He's he's gets wisdom, right? Okay, I'll watch it just to confirm that. Mr. Miyagi, if you guys are familiar with the Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi gives a lot of good wisdom. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, in the movies because he does give good wisdom. And then wisdom can come from different types of people. And so this one, Mick or Mickey from Rocky, it's the guy that's in the corner. Like he gives good wisdom, but he's a little bit on the surprise side. Like, oh, I, can, I, I shouldn't quote him what he says because I don't think I can say those things in church, but he's a good, he's a gruff guy, but he gives Rocky good wisdom, right? There, so there's these people that, that we all kind of know that, that just give out good wisdom. They, they have knowledge and they pass it on. Um, in my life, I've had people give me wisdom. My dad is one of those. Um, I worked for my dad uh, for a lot of years. Um, he works, in, works construction and taught me good wisdom to the point where I was able to build um, our house like pretty much from scratch. Um, that was just good wisdom that he had taught me. I thought back um, to a few years ago to my high school days and my coaches. I played um, baseball, basketball, and football. 
Um, I know that might surprise some of you, but um, my coaches, uh, Coach Sellers and Coach Hudson and Coach Huber, they all gave me good wisdom. Um, and then I thought about, um, there's a guy that when I got my master's degree at Bethel, um, and I know it's surprising that I do have a master's, but I, I got it. And so, but um, there's a guy, his name was Jeff Stevie. Um, he was one of my professors and we would start each uh, class with a devotional and he would just, I mean, we would, he would share the scripture and we would talk, but there was a lot of good wisdom that he didn't give like necessarily to me personally, but like to the class. And I just, I took a lot of that. He is actually, um, he's not in, he's a, a pastor now down in Plymouth, I believe. So, but he gave me a lot of good um, spiritual wisdom that I, that I've still kept to this day. And so, right, you guys raised your hands and said, yeah, I want wisdom. And it, it is a good thing. And so when we get wisdom from other people, that is a good thing. The book of Proverbs in the Bible, it's about halfway through the Bible, but it, it's a, a really good book on gaining wisdom. Um, I'm going to show you some passages that I took, but there's lots of passages, probably 15 or 20 passages. Here are three that I took out of Proverbs that, that talk about the importance of get, gaining wisdom. Proverbs 12, 15 says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. So it's good for us. It's wise. We become wiser when we listen to advice. That's advice from others. Proverbs 18, 15 says, the heart of the discerning acquires knowledge for the ears of the wise seek it out. So again, the ears, if, if we want to be wise, we will seek out gaining that knowledge. And then in Proverbs 19, 20, it says, listen to advice and accept discipline. At the end, you will be counted among the wise. So when we listen to advice, when people give that advice to us, when we listen to that, we are going to gain wisdom. And again, there's plenty more um, in Proverbs if you want to, and even outside of Proverbs, but the Bible talks a lot about wisdom. But when we gain wisdom from other people, I would argue, and I would almost, not even, not even really an argument to me, but when we listen to Jesus, when we listen to his advice, that's the best wisdom that we could probably ever receive. And so we're going to look at that today. We're going to look at a scripture um, from the book of Matthew, where it's Jesus giving us wisdom. But before we do, we are in a message series that's titled The Good Stuff, Studying the words of Jesus. And every time that I look at that picture, I want Oreos. But Oreo has the good stuff in the middle, right? The white stuff, the good stuff in the middle. And, and, the, and the, the Bible is the same way. We're going to look at um, this series. We're looking specifically at the words of Jesus because we can gain a lot of knowledge and wisdom from Jesus. So today the scripture is going to be in Matthew chapter 7. It's verses 24 through 27. You can find that in your Bible. It'll also be up here. Uh, but this scripture is there in Matthew, verses, or, uh, chapters 5, 6, and 7 are commonly known as the Sermon on the Mount. And this is the actual very last section of that scripture where Jesus is ending the Sermon on the Mount. So again, it's Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. I'm going to pull it out of my Bible something powerful about reading. 
don't know if you can see that, but there's all the red words. Something powerful about reading the red words in a Bible. That's the words of Jesus. Again, verses uh, 24 through 27, Matthew 7. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great clash. So the title of today's message is Wisdom, Knowing Where to Build Our House. I'm going to try to give you um, a couple of takeaways that I found from this scripture um, that Jesus is talking to us, to, that when we leave here, we can be wiser. We all raise our hands and said, I want more wisdom. So hopefully we can just be wiser uh, when we leave these doors today. Um, again, two points. Let me pray first. So God, yeah, we come to you this morning and I think of all the hands that are raised and I think of the, all the hands that, that were raising that I didn't even see, God, that they're saying, we want more wisdom. So we just, we wanna declare this morning that we trust you, that, that you are going to um, give us some wisdom, God. That you're gonna speak to us through your son, Jesus' words. God, give us ears to hear what you have to say this morning. Let my words be your words this morning, God. We invite the Holy Spirit in and just be with us. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing, you can write this down on your handout if you wish. Wisdom comes from acting on Jesus' words. Acting on Jesus' words. And it sounds simple, and it really is, in concept, very simple. We see the words of Jesus, we should act on them. In our verse 24, the very first part, it says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine, so we hear them, that's step one, and puts them into practice, so then we hear the words and we do that, is like a wise man who built the house on a rock. So we hear the words, hearing the words, that means we have to study the Bible, we have to read the Bible. We hear them and we put them into practice. We hear them, we learn them, and then we do them, we apply them then we become wise. Again, in concept, sounds fairly simple. Is it harder to do in real life? Yeah, it's harder to do in real life, but that's the, that's the challenge that, that we have. Right, that's Jesus. Remember, these are Jesus' words. He's saying, you wanna be wise? You wanna be wise? All you gotta do is read this, learn this, and then just do this. That's all it is. That's all it is. But again, for me, the hard part is the, the second part, do these words of mine. Like I can learn them. For me, that's simpler. It's the application part that is, that is harder. And so I started thinking about applying these things. It's harder because apply is a, is a verb. You, you, you have to do that, right? If, if you apply for a job, you're filling out, you're doing that. You are filling out the application. 
Um, if you apply paint to something, you are doing that. I even thought deeper on this and thought if I, you would hear people say, well, apply yourself. If you apply yourself, you are doing it. You are doing something. And again, for me, that's the harder part because I can say this and I can and get up here and I read the word of Jesus and it sounds really good and, I, and it's that application. But the thing is, the Bible gives us a lot of things that we can apply. I thought of this um, several years ago, there was an ad campaign that said, there's an, there's an app for that. There's an app for that. I don't know if it was, I'm assuming iPhone or something. Um, but, but the apps, right? If we have an app, there's a picture come up, there's an app. These are things that, that there's an app, we can do them. We can, we can touch on those apps and something will come up and we can do that. To be honest with you, on my apps, I will play games on my app, right? I play that app, I can do that app. But there's an, there's an app for just about everything. Would you agree? Yeah, there's an app for just about everything. The thing is, in the Bible, there's an app for just about everything as well. There's an if we want to, if we were, if we're having struggles, we can go to the Bible and we can, and, and to be honest, we can use some of those other apps. I use those all the time. Google, I can just Google scripture and it will tell me where to go. If I'm struggling with anxiety, where I can Google scripture on anxiety, but the Bible is filled. They have an app for everything. Here's some examples. And I just kind of were as general with this, but um, if you need an app for prayer, you can go to Matthew chapter six and it gives you the Lord's prayer is in there. If you need an app for worship, go to Psalms. Psalms translates to songs. It tell, you know, it's David. A lot of the Psalms are David and he's singing. So if you want to know how to worship, go to Psalms. If you have stress or anxiety, go to first Peter five. There's an app for that scripture for that. If you're tempted Go to 1 John 3. There's scripture for that. If you need to feel loved, go to Zephaniah chapter 3. That was kind of a joke. I had to look that one up. I don't really like memorize the book. You know, Zephaniah is not one of the books that you like hear about very. And so, but I, I did Google that one, feeling loved and Zephaniah 3 came up. But the point is, guys, there is an app for everything in our Bible. There's an app for everything. And so if we want to gain wisdom, we need to get our Bible out and find the app. So find the answer, but then actually do what the app says to do. App is short for application to apply that. So we can learn it and we can apply it. This book has everything. It has so much that, that, I'm not, a, I'm not a biblical scholar. It has so much more than I can even fathom, but it has so much more. God even says in the Bible that there's much more in here than anybody can fathom. But the Bible has an app for everything. And so that's point one. If we want wisdom, then we need to act on the words of Jesus. We need to act on the, we need to find the words of Jesus and act on them. Then the second point, it says wisdom comes from understanding that Jesus is the rock.
We need to understand that Jesus is the rock, right? In verse 25, it talks about building our foundation. It says, the rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And so when we, when we use the Bible, when we're, when we're applying what the scripture says, we are building our, our foundation on the rock. The second part of that scripture tells us the opposite. It says, but um, everyone who hears these words of mine, so anyone that knows the Bible, does not put them into practice, is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came, the streams rose, the winds blew against the house. And what happened, it says, uh, the house fell with a great crash. And so I thought about this. There's a picture will come up. That's a house that was built on sand. The winds came, and in this case, probably the water came. The waters rose, and that house wasn't built on the rock. It was built on sand, and it crashed. Great foundation. It wasn't built on a, on a foundation of rock. This is pretty common. My um, in-laws, they spent the month of January down in Florida, and off the coast, what they were doing, there were um, ships that were there that were basically dredging sand because the sand from the beaches erodes out in. And so they, they have these ships that would basically dredge or pump the sand and then pump it back up to expand the beaches again. And it's a common practice um, in Florida and other places on the coast because it, it erodes. Sand will erode. And so we don't want to build our foundation on the sand. We want to be like the wise man and build our foundation on the rock. Here's a couple houses that have their foundations on a rock. There's another one. There's a castle. Go back to the first one. I like this one. Like it looks like it's going to fall over, right? It looks very unstable, but I would bet that house has been there longer than the one we saw that's fell in the sand, right? That was on the sand. It's built on the rock. It literally is built on the rock. And then the castle... I was thinking about this, that you'll hear about like, mostly in Europe, like these old um, castle ruins and things, um, Ireland and Scotland and all, they have like these castles. I think Germany has some. And I started thinking about castles that look like this. That one doesn't feel as ancient. But the ones I was thinking of, these ancient castles that are still, that are hundreds, if not thousands of years old, are still, for the most part, standing there. And I was thinking, why? Why are they still standing here? Their foundation, what they are built on, they are built on the rock. They're built on rock. They weren't built on sand. They aren't even built on, on um, clay that will eventually be eroded away. They're built on the rock and they have stood for thousands of years. So we need to build our foundation on the rock, but we also have to understand who the rock is. And that rock is Jesus. The rock is Jesus. We have to build our foundation on him, on what he says. Here's a couple scriptures that prove that Jesus is the rock. 1 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4 says, they all ate the same spiritual fruit and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that had accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. Jesus is the rock. 
Ephesians 2, 19 and 20 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone, the rock. I even thought about that even more specifically. So a cornerstone, when you build a house, a cornerstone is, is that corner. It's where it starts. When you build a foundation, you, you put that cornerstone down. The significance of a cornerstone is it keeps the building from shifting in multiple directions. If I just build like this, a wall, even if it's out of like block, it's it can it can cave in one way or the other. It has stability mostly like in the long way, less stability in the this way. But if there's a cornerstone there, it has stability both this way and this way. That's Jesus. That's the cornerstone. He gives us stability. He gives us stability. So the thing, I don't know where we all are today. I have an idea about where I am today, but there might be some people in this room, some people that are listening to this, that, that they need their entire foundation, their entire life to be put, to be placed on that rock. Maybe they don't know Jesus and you say, I need to place my life on Jesus, my life on that rock. And so for today, if, that, if that's you today, I would argue don't waste another day. And I'm going to put my life on the rock because we don't have any idea when the storm will come, right? The picture of the house the, in the sand that fell, I would argue that's probably from a hurricane and they probably saw the hurricane coming several days in advance. But we can't predict that every day. So build your house on the, on the foundation, on the rock today. And there might be some others in the room and some others that are listening that maybe, maybe you've put your life, you've given your life to Jesus and so your life is on that foundation, but, but maybe there's a part of your life that you just need to, to place back up on the rock, to play back on that foundation For me, sometimes um, it's relationships. Um, I will get angry and, and it will affect my relationships. And so there are times where it's like, no, I need to refocus and say, what does Jesus say in the Bible about relationships? He says to love everyone as yourself. And so there's times in my life where I need to check that and just say, I'm, I have not been very loving I need, to, I need to take that area of my life and put it back on the rock. And I would argue that everybody listening to this probably has at least one area where they can put back onto the rock. And if it, it may be your whole life, and that's okay. That's great. That's why you're here today. Put your whole life on the rock, or maybe there's an area of your life to put on the rock. I believe this is a fill-in in there. It's a question. Is there an area of my life that needs rebuilt on the rock? Rebuilt on the rock.
I specifically use that term rebuilt because that's who Jesus is. Jesus is somebody that, whether it's our whole life or an area of our life, that allows us to rebuild. There's gonna be areas of our life, there's areas in my life I know that I haven't built on, and when a wind will come, it will collapse. But Jesus doesn't say, oh, you have to leave that part of your life there. Jesus says, no, it's okay. Rebuild that part of your life or rebuild your entire life. Rebuild it on the rock. <laughs> That's Jesus. That is, I love that, but Jesus. He always gives you a second chance. Always gives you a second chance. And I would even say a third chance and a fourth chance, infinity, right? He says, come on, build back on the rock. Because here's the deal with Jesus. I talked about this earlier, but the storms and the rains and the winds, they're gonna come. They're gonna come. They do not phase Jesus. Storms don't phase Jesus. Here's an example from Matthew chapter eight, verses 23 through 26. This is Jesus and his disciples are in this boat. And it says this, um, then he got into the boat, that's Jesus. He and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going, uh, we're going to drown. He replied, you have little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. Jesus is not intimidated by the storm. Jesus is not intimidated by worldly storms that we have going on. Jesus is not intimidated by a storm that, that you have going on in your life. He's the rock. He is unerodable. I think I just made a word up. He will not erode. He's not intimidated. But the key is we have to build our life on that rock. We cannot be protected if we build our life, our, our house, our life on the sand. We can't be protected, but we are protected when we build it on the rock. I'm gonna pray. And then after I'm done praying, Lyndon will take over ministry time um, and then Will will come up. So God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for your rock. God, I break down any barrier that would be in place for anybody that's listening to this, that they would not respond to what you have for them in prayer. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for giving us your word this morning. In Jesus' name. I just want to pause for a minute. It's been like God's saying a lot to each of us in this service, but I want to hear what he has highlighted for us today. So I'm just going to pause. So Nelson, can we go back to that slide? It says, is there any area 
of my life that needs rebuilt on the rock, the rock that is Jesus. Because a few things that we know, we know that God's heart is not to put shame on us. We're not under the law, we're under grace. His heart isn't to weigh us down by the dew, but it's still important. I feel like for a lot of us, the days that we were closest to God or felt closest to Him may have been behind us. And that might be a thing for you that really discourages you in your walk now and today because you feel like you've failed God. And it's hard for you to inch your way closer to Him. Our prayer team this morning um, had a scripture laid on their heart and it's, it's heavy, but I'm gonna read it. It's from Isaiah 41, verse 17 through 20. It says, but those who trust in idols, who say to images, you are our gods, will be turned back into utter shame. Hear you deaf, look you blind and see. Who is blind my servant and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord? You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. The reality is with everyone in this room, we're all hearing the same word. We're all hearing that we need to choose wisdom, that we need to build our life on the rock of Jesus. And the wise are gonna hear that and they're gonna change. They're gonna take heed to his word because God's highlighting the things in your life that he wants to do. And some of us aren't. My hope is, my prayer for us today is that we would return to the Lord, that we would be willing to give everything to him, build it all on him. Maybe you are saved, you've decided to make Jesus the Lord of your life, but then you're still holding on to one little area. So to narrow all of this down, let's go to that question. If, if you feel like the days that you were closer to God are behind you, I wanna pray for you today. Because the reality is that Jesus on the cross took out that distance. You are close because of what he did, not because of what you've done or anything you can do. So we're gonna all stand together and if, we can stand now, if that is you, you're like, I know what God has done for me. I'm trusting in that. I'm gonna believe him for what his word says. And you wanna draw near to the throne of grace draw near to Jesus this morning. I would just ask that you would come up to the front of the auditorium today. I will pray for you. I'll give us just a, a minute. And if that's you, go on and come. Thank you.
I'm going to go ahead and pray, but if you need anything, um, even beyond what I've prayed for, maybe this is the thing. Satan is not for you. He's fighting against you. There might be something else that you need to give back to God this morning that I didn't cover and I'm not praying for in this prayer, um, but God still wants to show up there for you. So after we pray and dismiss, why don't you come on up and we would love to pray with you for that or anything else that you might have this morning. I do want to pray for this. So God, thank you that you are a God of grace. Thank you that you are a God who loves to restore, that you are the redeemer. You take something that is dead, that is lost, that is broken, and you make it whole again. God, as much as we try, there's nothing we can do to make our own lives more stable without you, because you are the rock of our salvation. You are our stronghold this morning. God, thank you that you are drawing near to us this morning. That you would continue to do what only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. You are dismissed. You are loved. And if you do need prayer for anything, our team is up here at the front. Thanks, guys. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.